You're listening to the RGJ Experience, Millennial Conversations, because sometimes therapy is just not in the budget. Welcome to the RGJ Experience, Millennial Conversations, episode six. I am, first of all, I am so excited that you know, you guys are receiving these conversations and we're building this community. I love the support that's happening on social media. And without further ado, I am happy to still be running in this thing because this is a lot of work. I mean, at first I got into it and I was just like one episode a week. Oh, that's so mild. The people are not going to receive that, but this is all y'all going to get. So sit down. But like I said, we're here. Episode six experiences of friendship. Friendship is very important, you dig? Because, I mean, we are all in this thing called life and it's essential to have people to lean on, bounce ideas around with, or just plain old fucking the club up. I've met a few people who say that they don't need friends and (laughs) I always think they are so less than smart because they say all they need is their companions. And I've truly found that to be the dumbest shit ever because people actually need a support system outside of your blood family. And if we want to get all PhD on them, it's been proven that friendship can extend life expectancy and lower chances of heart disease. I mean, friendship helps us survive. Friendship ignites the part of the brain that makes us feel good, which makes us want to keep hanging out with our friends. And I'm also super excited to dive in Trey Songs. Oh, I'm about to dive in. To this topic because with friendship, problems arise. And half of us millennials don't want to deal with issues and get to the meat and bones. And we're like, no, I'll just be vegetarian. But that shit will always come up. Whether you're hanging out at a wedding, a reunion, a double date, or a real ass friend like Kelly from Insecure is going to bring that shit up. This is why I am more than thrilled to have my girl, the millennial businesswoman, on the show today. My best friend since like 2012, 2013. Little Miss Ravy, uh, what's good, Raven? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hey there, what's going on? I know so much shit about you. I know. <laughs> it's like scary. Like, we could never not be friends. Right. Or I might have to kill you. So do you remember how we became friends? Um, I we went to college together. Yeah. And... I don't remember exactly how we became as close as we were. You had a radio show, The Archie J Experience. Oh, yeah. And I think you asked me to be on the show one day or something like that. And I was like, yeah, sure. I wanted to be on the radio anyway, but I was scared to do it by myself because I had never did it. And I did the show with you and we just started talking from there. And I feel like we just never stopped being friends after that day. Yeah. And I, I think you uh, you turned into an official member. Yeah. I was just like. I feel like she's the only valuable person on this campus. <laughs> <laughs> that can keep it going. Okay. Oh, I mean, we'll get to the college conversations and friendship and things like that. But when you were younger, did you have friends? Yeah, I did. I, yeah, I did. I've always been like that person that had lots of friends and mm-hmm. lots of people that wanted to be my friend. Yeah. So, yeah, I've always, I've never been, because I was the only child. So Uh, I looked for friends. I wanted to have friends because I was lonely at home. Yeah. I I never have friends. (laughs) (laughs) I was that loner. I mean, 
people would like say, oh, I'm going to go hang out at, you know, Romeo's house. And I'm like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I always had my, my sister, who's my built-in best friend. Mm-hmm. But yeah, people really, really did not fuck with me. And that was okay. You yeah. know, I was just like, whatever. I think it was uh, probably because I was getting bullied, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to be associated. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay because then I turn into the bully. No, that's not okay. But um, you know it happens. That's why we're here for therapy sessions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what was the earliest memory you have uh, with your friends? Um, the earliest memory I have with my friends was probably because I was born in St. Louis, but mm-hmm. then I moved to California when I was nine, mm-hmm. and those are like where my core friends started and mm-hmm. where I really started to realize like okay this is what it's like to have friends mm-hmm. so my best friend at the time when I was in fourth grade her name was Katie mm-hmm. and she used to invite me over to her house all the time and coming from St. Louis going to her house she had like a pool in the backyard oh, and like all this stuff and you know me coming from St. Louis I was like dang she rich as fuck like <laughs> hell yeah I'm trying to be her friend like her mom was like yeah you can spend the night whatever do you need a bathing suit and I was like yeah like because I couldn't fit hers because I was the only black girl and I was a little bit more developed than the white Mm -hmm. girls you know so her mom literally woke up the next day and went and bought me bathing suits and was like you can just have these here so whenever you come over you can wear these that kind of stuff was like oh okay so this is what like friends do was her name Rebecca the mom no her name was Jamie (laughs) okay you know (laughs) Jamie Martinez and Katie Martinez, like they changed my life and like my literally my perspective of what it means to have a friend Mm -hmm. because it was just so like, it was so much love. They took you in like family. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I had just met them like this black girl from out of nowhere, like whatever. I like her. That's my friend. Mm -hmm. So that's my first real memory of like a good friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know uh, when we get to like high school and stuff, you know, we're truly forming ourselves as an adult. But what did friendship teach you in high school? Because I know some people have horror stories. Yeah. And I like, what, what do you, how do you feel about high school friends? I won't say that they weren't friends, but they were just people to be around. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, I can't think maybe one person that is like still, that we're still cool to this day. But beyond that, everybody that I was so-called best friends with, that was part of the crew or whatever we called ourselves. We called ourselves something. I can't even remember what the hell we called ourselves. (laughs) And like, I don't talk to them bitches. I don't don't talk to them no more. Like y'all were not my friend. You guys were my friend because I saw you five days a week. Mm -hmm. And in real life, you were a bad influence on my life. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, uh, it kind of gets you ready for what life has to offer because you meet the wildest range of people in Mm -hmm. high school Mm -hmm. and, uh, I don't know what it is. Nobody likes me. (laughs) Not a lot of people loved me, but everybody knew of me. Right. And they knew that I was just like that cool kid that everybody can kind of judge mm-hmm. with. But like, I was never at the house parties mm-hmm. or like I wasn't in the chess club. Um, I was just like that really obnoxious overachiever. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, but he's also like cool. You he's know what I'm cool. saying? Yeah. But I wanted to be around. Like mm. I was, I can admit now in my adult life that I was like thirsty to be around. Okay. Like I wanted to be at the parties. I wanted people to know who I was. I wanted to be the cool girl that drank alcohol and smoked weed in high mm. school. Like mm. I was thirsty to be that. Like looking back on it, I'm like, why? Yeah. But at the time, like I was living my life. We, I had this friend who, you know, you always have that one friend whose mom don't really give a fuck about nothing and she'd be letting y'all do whatever. <laughs> yeah. And she'd buy you liquor and stuff. White mom type shit. Okay. Like, sorry, but it is. Yeah. Okay. And... I used to think that that was the 
the best thing ever. And I'm looking back on it, I'm like, her mama was really letting us get fucked up in yeah, high school. No like, cares. But okay, so what qualities do you look forward to in a friend? Like, what are you looking for in a friend? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely I look for support. Um, somebody that is just as supportive to you as you are to them. Somebody where even if my life is not where I want it to be, if your life is going somewhere, I'm genuinely happy for you. Mm-hmm. That type of support where it's not any jealousy, it's not any hate. I'm not looking at you like, oh, she got a job that pays $50,000 and my job only pays thirty. Like, fuck her. <laughs> like, I'm annoyed because whatever. You know, Like, no, yeah. I'm genuinely happy for you to yeah. see you doing good. Like, I appreciate that in a friend. Loyalty and not loyalty in like the cliche term because I feel like that term gets thrown around a lot Mm -hmm. because being loyal to somebody is not like, oh, you moved to California and I still talk to you. Like Mm -hmm. that to me is not loyalty. Loyalty is where you know, like no matter what is going on, I can call Raven Mm -hmm. or I can call Archie because he's going to be there for mm-hmm. me. She's going to be there for me. I know if anybody came to Archie on some fuck shit about, oh, Raven, she, blah, 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 you're going to shut it down. <laughs> oh, like No, really, though. I mean, yeah. it's just like, it's, it's, it's that undeniable, like, trust that mm-hmm. you have. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, next to, you know, like, my mom and my sister, I trust you with my life. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's that kind of thing. And I feel like one of the most beautiful uh, qualities in a friendship is to understand and to be understood. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I come to you with my baggage and you come to me with your baggage and you know it's a no judgment zone. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. can take away what they need to take away from it mm-hmm. and, and it is what it is. And you can be real with each other and you know that you really are looking out for the other person's best interest yeah. and you're not trying to like hurt their feelings by <sighs> telling them like, look, Sometimes you do be acting like whatever, or sometimes this is that, like, I can appreciate that type of constructive criticism Mm -hmm. or that type of constructive feedback or just that really honest, open opinion of like, okay, maybe that girl feels that way about you because sometimes you can be like this Raven or whatever, you know, and it's not coming from a place of where I think you're trying to be mean to me. Right. So, yeah. I think it's very important, though, to recognize friendships that we cultivate as younger people versus older people are completely different. Mm -hmm. And we really can't have the same people around us that we did when we were kids versus now. Mm -hmm. Because back then, it was cool and trendy to have all these types of energies, like Mm -hmm. you said, around you. And, you know, when you're like post-college, for sure, like that age, like that 22, that 23, Mm -hmm. you're more set on your purpose. Mm -hmm. And you weave out who is a part of that and who isn't. Um... You know what I'm saying, though? Yes, because, I do. Because, you, you know, like you said, you were trying to be a part of all these groups in high school. And then versus now, like, you have to be protective mm-hmm. of your space and your energy because mm-hmm. you know what you need to do. You know, like, you want to, you know, reach... Yeah, young girls mm-hmm. and, and if you know becky from sixth grade can't get with that idea mm-hmm. you, it, you know, it's hard to prosper mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that friendship mm-hmm. and i don't think that there's anything wrong with that necessarily i've i've come to a place now in my adult life where i can acknowledge that sometimes you're just not meant to be in that same circle or that same vicinity or in that same relationship slash friendship Mm -hmm. with someone but that doesn't mean that there's beef or that there's ill feelings Mm -hmm. it's just like okay your life is going this way my life is going this way it's still love like no drama you know whatever but i just know that where you're going and where i'm going is two completely different spectrums of what we got going on you a stripper at the pink slip Mm -hmm. i work at radio one it's cool 
Wait, you have friends with the pink slip? No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, it's just hypothetically right, speaking. Right, right. Y'all know what the pink slip is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Have you, what's a, have you ever had a, this is off topic, a pink panty? What the hell is <laughs> A drink? Yeah, that's a drink. Oh, what it tastes like. Uh, you know, I ain't never tasted it, but. Let's get one tonight. Okay, sounds good. Okay. So, do you have the spirit of discernment? Just recently, I, I, I pray. Mm-hmm. I cuss and I do all that, but I do pray and I will pray for God to reveal to me if like this person is not for me, Mm -hmm. if this person is not really my friend, if this person doesn't have my best interest, remove them and give me a heart to accept that you are removing them and help me not to force any relationship. Help me not to chase people like you talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, So here recently I have been able to discern like, okay. This person is not for me. This person does not have my best interest at heart. I need to step away from this friendship or yeah. I need to step away from this association because it's probably going to do me more harm than good. Mm-hmm. So lately, I would say, yes, I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that I, you know, like I'm very spiritual as well and, and prayer helps, but I feel like my spirit of discernment is so strong that I know when someone is walking into my life or walking towards me and we're trying to build something, I know that this is not lasting mm-hmm. or this is not going to benefit me in any way or it's a temporary situation which is fine and we'll talk about that later on but I feel I feel like I'm fully aware of that and mm-hmm. I feel like that's a grateful gift to have mm-hmm. because if you don't have that then you have all these different types of people around you mm-hmm. and whether you're a person of power or not uh, those people are not going to benefit you in your climb and then whatever you have going on they're probably just there for mm-hmm. the ride the ride mm-hmm. and whatever you have to offer them right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. i um struck i struggle with it because i want everybody to have the best intentions mm. and i want to see the best in everybody and i want to believe that everybody has the same intent for me that i do for them mm-hmm. and i'm learning that that is not the case and learning how to separate myself from those type of situations yeah. but Prior to, I'd be like, no, that's my friend. She would never do that. He would never do that. And that's not the case. I am one of my favorite people right now, newly in my life. We talk about the the word friend and acquaintance Mm -hmm. because I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's one of my friends. And then he'll be like, oh, no, that's. That's mm-hmm. that's an acquaintance, mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, but that's very weird to say. You don't want to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna hang out with my acquaintance, acquaintance. <laughs> you know? No, oh somebody would, right? <laughs> but no, that's a real thing though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever found yourself in a limiting friendship? Elaborate. A limiting friendship. Do you you know there are there are different friendships where you I mean you feel like it's stunting your growth in a way. Or a friendship to where it can only be this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because if we're going to keep it real, everybody has lifelong friends and mm-hmm. club friends. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Like, you have to know who's for who. Mm-hmm. Like, who's for what is what I should say, actually. You know, homegirl over here, we're going to go to the club. She a bad bitch. I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> Niggas is going to want us in the booth. We're going to drink for free. We're going to smoke for free. We're going to kick it. <laughs> Okay? okay, but I also know that tomorrow when I'm not drunk mm-hmm. and I want to talk about how some wild shit happened to me when I was five and I feel like that's how it's affected me in my adult life, you are not the one to have that yeah. conversation with. Yeah, That's okay, and that's okay. That doesn't make her less than a person or a bad person. I just know where to keep those people, mm-hmm. you know? 
Let's talk about friendships that grow apart. And I feel like we low-key covered this a little bit earlier on, but this is when you're doing you and I'm doing me and we're not seeing eye to eye. This is that moment in Scandal when Quinn decides to leave Olivia by the wayside and they're forced to agree to disagree. I'm going to let that, you know, just let me have my moment because I miss Scandal a lot. I do. Because <laughs> I, I was like... I do. I do miss Scandal. I haven't been... I didn't keep up after like season three, so right. I lost it. But friendships grow apart mm-hmm. and that is tough for some, especially, you know, the longevity in that relationship or whatever that reason for, for growing apart because this has happened to me actually before and I looked up and I was just like, oh... I didn't know we were growing apart because that can happen too. I just thought we were busy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, people, especially in our age where we are now, people are getting married. Mm-hmm. People are having babies. Yeah. People are getting jobs in other states. And you just grow into a different person. Becoming a parent changes who you are as a person. Jumping from a salary, a different salary can change who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. A salary depletion oh, she lost her job. Right. She really is a different person. She can't like, come to brunch. Yeah, she's not coming to brunch on Sunday because she can't afford it and I ain't finna pay for it. Like, right. You know, and so you just grow apart. And I, I know I keep uh, saying this, but it literally is okay Yeah, that you're not in the same place as somebody else. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that there's beef yeah. or that there's a problem. And what about betrayal? You know, we're talking about all the hard shit right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it happens. And I feel like when when somebody betrays you, of course that hurts. And sometimes that ends the friendship. But that is a true revelation of character. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been betrayed by a friend? Yes. Um, and I hate that this is the situation and the story. Because mm-hmm. I typically don't let these type of situations break the friendship, but I had a, I was friends with a girl mm-hmm. that we were cool. Yeah. Like she was somebody where literally we were, I was friends with her in college. We were work friends. I was friends with her while I was in college. You know, in college you'd be broke sometimes. Like <laughs> she gave me money before. Okay. Like she was helped. Like she was like, you know, my, my friend, yeah. like I fucked with her and I was talking to this dude that I was interested in, but it was kind of just like a, Mm, Mm -hmm. you know whatever like i'm not sure what i'm doing with him he pursued her to get back at me Mm, because i was kind of like boy like okay and she exactly a sea sea band a cornball ass nigga literally so and she went for it Mm -hmm. and she went all the way and she went all the way and told me about it okay like I should have been okay with that. Like it was an okay thing because, you know, you were kind of figuring out, and like he just started trying to talk to me, and mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. I'm not fucking with you no more because <laughs> one, there are too many niggas in the world, and let me put this on record. Okay, there are too many niggas in the world 
to be fucking anybody that your homegirl used to mess with, your ex home, your ex booze homeboys, mm-hmm. ex booze cousins. What? There's too many people in the world for you to be like doing that. There's kind a lot of, of fish in the sea. Yeah, literally, like not even being cliche like that. But so to me, I looked at that of like one, how desperate are you mm-hmm. to know that my friend used to fuck with you, but now you're trying to talk to me. You should feel stupid. Like boy, you used to talk to my friend. What you look like trying to talk to me? So how desperate are you? Yeah. And then your loyalty is not there. And isn't that the first thing that I said when we opened up this conversation? Like loyalty is important to me. Mm-hmm. Your loyalty is not some dick was more important <laughs> than our friendship at the end of the day, yeah. you know, and then you're too close to me for me to allow that type of behavior. Like I said, you've known about financial problems that I've had. I've shared when I was going through my breakup, I cried to you. So you've been close to me in a vulnerable way and you know a lot about me. For you to move like that, that's betrayal. How do you deal with friends that switch up on you because you become cool with their friend? Because I have, I've seen this a couple times and you just feel like, I don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, was our friendship real? It's actually a lot of jealousy is Mm -hmm. what it is. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'm friends with you, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then... I introduce you to somebody and then they become friends with you and then I switch up. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. I've, have I experienced that off top? I can't yeah. speak on a situation that I've experienced that with. I know. And it's just like, I actually used to feel some type of way uh, about that because I'm just like, okay, first of all, I introduce y'all. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. whatever is going on, I need to be there for all types of conversations. I need to sit in. I don't, I don't know if y'all are talking about me mm-hmm. or not, mm-hmm. but what's Do you going think that's on? a level of insecurity that you had at one point? Probably, but it's just like, I introduced y'all, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna need some commission on this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my fee? Right, I need to be plugged in at all times. Yeah. Listen, so you know we have jobs, mm-hmm. and i.e. specifically corporate jobs or retail jobs, and when you have to check in with your manager in 90 days, and then in a year, and you know you're checking in to make sure you're still setting goal and everything is on the up and up. It's basically an evaluation. Mm-hmm. I have to have these now with my friends mm-hmm. because it's it's a revelation. Or are we still growing in sync? Is this more of a uh, addition to my life than a hindrance? Mm-hmm. And because I'm just I'm all, I'm too grown to be dealing with the fuck shit, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. no, we, I get it. We're gonna sit down like a parent teacher conference, and we're gonna make sure <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go over this uh, paperwork. Right. No, but I'm serious. It it it, mm-hmm. it actually doesn't involve that friend. It's just like a me mental thing mm-hmm. of what is happening here. Mm-hmm. So like, do I still need this in my life? Yeah. Like, is this person really a benefit? And then people are sometimes thing, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like you said. Mm-hmm. So do you tell your friends we are gonna shift gears? <laughs> do you tell your friends about your sexcapades? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, most of them like. You know how we talked about earlier that like there's certain friends for certain things. Yeah. So certain friends, yeah. because sometimes, you know, like she can't even handle this story. <laughs> like, let me just keep this to myself because I know that this is some wild stuff that I just don't even need to share. Yeah. You know, yeah. and there's nothing wrong. It doesn't mean I don't trust you or whatever. It's just like, I know that you cannot relate. Mm-hmm. There's nothing for me to talk to you about with this, right, you know, right. like I had fun and that was it. I had fun, exactly. <laughs> yeah, girl, I like him. 
That's it. <laughs> Speaking of liking somebody, when do you tell your friend that you're dating someone new? I've been telling my friends, like, mm-hmm. I'll be screenshotting Instagram. You know, <laughs> I say, look at his page. No, same. Literally. Yeah. Like, this is how we move. Like, yeah. look at his page. Should I even respond back to him? <laughs> nah, he funny looking. All right. <laughs> and, like, well, damn. So, I, certain friends, again, mm-hmm. so it's all the same, yeah. you know. So, sometimes I'm like, nah, I'm going to tell her. Just wait. When you're dating someone, though, does your friend take a backseat to the relationship? It doesn't necessarily have to be a backseat, mm-hmm. but you do prioritize differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I had a friend where I had been single. I went through a stint where I was single for almost a year mm-hmm. and I was completely available to be available, her friend yeah. and be available. And then and she had a boyfriend. Okay. And, you know, so it's like I was available when she wanted me to be available. And when she was with her boyfriend, I would go and live my life. Yeah. As soon as I got a situation and I wasn't available to her when she wanted me to be available, it was a problem. Okay. So it's like, why is this a problem when you've been happy this whole time and now I'm finally happy and... All of a sudden, oh, you care about him more than you care about me. All that fuck shit that mm-hmm. people try to pull. Like, mm-hmm. So I don't think that it's a backseat. I think it's just you switch gears. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I hang out with my man on these days and me and you still going to kick it. Understanding selfishness and right. you know, all the stuff that we've been touching on already. Do, do you date your friends? Is that like a yay or nay? Mm, no. I've dated people that have become friends okay. after. After. But, okay. But, um, but initially, like, you're just, like, friends with this dude. Are you going to... Then we're friends. Yeah. Because by then, I'm probably starting to look at you like a brother mm-hmm. more than anything. And I wouldn't even want to go there. Yeah. You know? I feel that. And then, uh, I don't even, even want to talk about this. Tell me. I want to know. <laughs> but it's just like, okay, what about you have... Maybe you're single or maybe you're not. Do you have threesomes with friends? Because I have always, uh, first of all, I, I, I can't do a threesome. I can't do it. I have issues. We, we've Can, come uh, to territorial issues. We've come to those terms. But it's just like, if, if you're going to do that, I feel like you should do that on vacation and you, you know, get with the housemaid and then you never see that person again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I have divulged in having one with a friend and it did. It didn't tarnish the friendship, but it was like a cringy yeah. feeling eee. after of yeah. like, look at me, you're like, I saw your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and then and that, yeah. and then also you're like, okay, if this is really my friend, you might be in my wedding to this dude one day. <laughs> and I don't want him on the wedding day looking at you behind me like, damn, I remember when blah, blah. I don't want that. Yeah. You know? So... I agree with what you said mm-hmm. of if you're going to do it, that's something that should definitely take place outside the home. Yeah. I don't even believe in bringing outside spirits into the bedroom mm-hmm. because this is our safe space. This is our bed. This is where we make connections, where we make love. We should not be bringing outside forces. If we're going to do that, we're at a hotel where we can leave that bitch where she is. Mm-hmm. That's it. That part. Yeah. Okay, so hear me out, but if you're single and you need to get your booty fix, sometimes having a friend with benefits can be the perfect temporary solution. And I did some research because I can't relate, but folks say... (laughs) 
But folks say there's something sexy and liberating about having a number you can reach out to at any time of day or night and know that doing that means guaranteed good old fun without the stress of dating. So how do you feel about friends with benefits? I'm with it. You You're know? with it? I am. Oh. I am. Like, I'm very, like, fluid. Yeah. In that way. Okay. Of, like, I, it's not a good thing. <laughs> Let me put that on record. Well, at least you know. It's not a good thing. <laughs> and it's not something that I would want people to be. But I am okay with looking at sometimes sex as just a physical act. Mm. And You're such a nigga. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I have a man trapped inside of my body, mm. actually. Um, so I'm okay with looking at... I don't like the situation necessarily. I don't think it's healthy yeah. mentally. But I understand how it can be a thing of, you know what? This my friend... And sometimes we get, we do what it is. Yeah. We smack those cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But no, having a friend with benefits isn't necessarily all it's cracked up to be. Mm -hmm. That's just me viewing on the outside in. Don't get me wrong. It is possible. Like you said, if you are some sort of sex or dating wizard to make it work in that case. Mm -hmm. But if that is the case, then I don't understand why you would need a friends with benefits. If you're some, you know, wizard, you can make anything happen. But it would not work for me for a plethora of reasons. And I Let's feel like, them. I feel like, okay, here it is. Having a friend with benefits keeps you from a real relationship. You think so? Yes. Okay. Also, a friend with benefits isn't really your friend, you know, mm -hmm. sleeping on someone. They're that a booty call. Yes. They, they expand your comfort level and something else. Mm -hmm. uh, but <laughs> to where you have to recognize that it's more than what it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But also, I think it's important that if you're going to do that to be on the same page as like if you if this is what we're agreeing that we're doing. Yeah. Then we need to both be on the same page because I had a situation before where we were not both on the same page where I was like, oh, yeah, we're working towards something. And he was like, no, nah, like we, we not. Just, and I remember <laughs> I will never forget one day. I don't even know what made me ask one day. Yeah. I was like, what's my name in your phone? He's like, why? Why are yeah. you asking me that? And I was like, I don't know. Like, because I think he had like other people's names as nicknames and I would see people call. Oh, and you're blah, like, blah, what's blah. my nickname? Yeah, what's my nickname? What's whatever? He wouldn't tell me. Oh. So me, I like took my phone. He was sitting next to me. I took my phone and I called him. Yeah. And it started ringing. It said booty call. <gasps> I was so hurt, y'all. Oh my God. Y'all, I was so hurt because I really thought that we were a thing. I thought it was going to pop up and say, like, boo with a little heart uh -uh. or, like, you know. That's degrading. I was so hurt. That's fucked up. But it's, it also, it's, it's not going to work because it's literally biochemically confusing. Yeah. Because you're exchanging energy. When you're having sex with someone, your body releases the chemical oxytocin, which is one of the many things... Um, that this chemical does is it makes you feel bonded to your partner. Mm -hmm. So intellectually, you might feel no, you might feel no connection to your partner, but the biochemical foundation has been laid for you to feel hurt if it ends. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. why I'm just like, mm -mm. but personally, mm -hmm. I think it's dumb as hell because when you think about it, there is a reason y'all aren't dating. Mm -hmm. You know. So why do you get the right. the good good the cookie jar? Yeah. yeah. See y'all, I feel like I'm getting a lesson. <laughs> Like, let me rethink what I've been doing around right. here. But uh, I will say that I had a proposition. Mm -hmm. Of being a booty call? No. Oh. Of a friend with benefits. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I actually had a conversation with my mom about it. <laughs> and, 
and I was very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it, it's 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 just interesting because the person still like navigates in my life, mm-hmm. and it's just like okay, mm-hmm. but you know I I know how to go on. Sometimes exes try to put um, put that friends with benefits option out there too, but that's just oh, to yeah. keep you around. Yeah, you know you have to think yeah. about that too. Oh yeah, I did that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> See how he be trying to act like, oh, I don't be doing nothing, no, but, y'all. But it was, you know, we was with that person for a long time. Mm-hmm. So they, now we're not with together. It's just like, well, we might as well just, you know. Keep on watching. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Period. Oh, my God. How, so have you ever worked with your friends? Um. Yeah. How mm-hmm. does that go? Boundaries. Yeah. You know, I'll talk to you guys. I'm fun because I'm also young. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my employees are the same age as me. And so I know how to keep it fun and keep it cute, but I just know where the line is supposed to draw and where you're not going to say everything that you think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. You just, boundaries. Right. Boundaries. How do you be direct in a friendship and not hurt them? Because I did hear that, like, advice without compassion is just rooted in spitefulness or brutality or something like that. But in friendships, you have to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think just being conscious of your delivery, mm-hmm. um, because the what is it? The it's not what you say; it's how you how say, say it. it. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's really that's my biggest thing. Yeah. Um, more than anything, because I feel like you should appreciate somebody wanting the best for you, right? You know, right. and you should. I remember one day, um, I was on Snapchat. Because I do these little like rants on Snapchat in the car mm-hmm. and I'd be talking and I did it and I posted it. And a couple of minutes later, Archie called me and was like, when you getting your hair done? Because your wig is like sitting on your head. Yeah, it was sliding. <laughs> it was sliding. It was back in Af- like, like Ethiopia. It took a trip and it said, hey, I'm going to be back. I hope y'all can uh, book my flight home, but I'm not coming back. So you have to put in the work to do it. Literally. Yeah. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> Because if he is thinking it, they thinking it. Yeah. I need to fix that. Yeah. But I appreciated that <laughs> because a lot of people will just let you look a mess. Yeah. Those aren't your friends, sis. Make sure y'all know. Let me put that out there, too. If you are ever looking a mess and your friends let you, yeah. if your leave out is not blended, mm. if it's stiff, if it's ratty in the back, <laughs> if the foundation don't match your neck, the eyebrows is too thick, you musty, anything that's going on with you in your life that other people notice and nobody told you in your circle, those ain't your friends. Those aren't your friends. I remember there was this one time, y'all, where, shout out to this girl. I knew her from church, and she really wanted to be my friend so bad. She actually had a crush on me, and then I was like, dun-dun-dun, I don't want your fucking dun- vagina. Um, and... <laughs> so weak. <laughs> but, but then she wanted to become, like, my best friend. I was like, oh, okay, we can try this. But then one day, we invited her to the club, right? And it was me, it was my cousin, I think another cousin. And then she came, and... She had like this like crochet like from like 2003 and then like these like rainbow um not the rain not rainbow color from rainbow mm-hmm. uh like leopard pants with like these <laughs> combat boots and like a red leather jacket with like pink lipstick and I was like okay we're not doing this how can we lose her cousins so it was you know 
<laughs> and that's just kind of thing. Like, Why you didn't tell her? Because I didn't consider her as a friend. Gotcha. You know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm not here to hurt you or diminish you when I already know that your outfit be on some crazy stuff. Right, right, So right. I'll let somebody else do that. Right, uh. right. No, I feel that. I do. That's real. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Do, do you remember, um, because situations arise, mm-hmm. do you remember when we were in Atlanta? Mm-hmm. What was that like? Um, I think that was a very pivotal because there was actually a, uh, there was a, it was a new, it was a new friendship. And I think it was when, when it was my birthday and we did it at the melting pot mm-hmm. and we had a conversation the next day, but I felt like you were just like on some other crazy shit. And I was mm-hmm. just like, I don't know if I want to be your friend, mm-hmm. but then it happened again where we had this conversation and it was in Atlanta. What is your take on that? Like what happened? I feel like it was dramatic for no reason Mm -hmm. personally yeah um i didn't understand what happened where the shift happened because we had been having a good day Mm -hmm. i thought yeah um so when the shift did change i didn't know so backstory basically y'all me and archie were going to atlanta to live our best life (laughs) right and period period And, you know, somebody was sponsoring the trip, whatever. It was dope. We had a whole good time. Mm-hmm. However, I was in a situation. Ship. Ship. And I invited him to come. Mm-hmm. And I am, well, I mentioned that I was going and he invited himself and I told him yes mm-hmm. without consulting with Archie. Mm-hmm. And so then I told Archie like, oh yeah, he gonna come. And Archie was like, well, at this point, what the fuck can I say? Yeah, like, all right. So anyway, now to present time, we um, were having a good day and then dude popped up and we were going to have to go pick him up from the airport. Mm -hmm. And in my recollection of the situation, Archie just snapped. Yeah. And I didn't understand what happened. I thought we were cool. Like, I thought it was okay that he was coming. But I can admit in that situation of being a friend that I was not sensitive and thinking about how he would feel about that situation and how he would feel about me bringing a plus one when it was supposed to just be us two in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, And him saying like, okay, yeah, that's fine, was really more of a like, okay, yeah, that's fine because what else can I do about it? But I really might not be that happy about it. Mm -hmm. And once the reality set in that like, okay, this dude is really coming and it's really about to alter the way this trip is about to go, here come my real feelings. Mm -hmm. And then I think it just kind of like went from there. Like it just kind of went downhill. We had like a little argument and because we, uh, so it was, um, first of all, we were in Atlanta traffic and Mm -hmm. that fucked me up Mm -hmm. too. So, (laughs) so it was that. And then I remember like, just like curving off of the highway. I was like, fuck this. Mm -hmm. We're not going, tell them to make it there. Um, I am a very erratic person and um, most of the time I'm very understanding. But then when I feel some type of way, it just like snap, it just like happens. So it was just like, it was just like an unfortunate event. Mm -hmm. And the whole, the whole day after that was supposed to like go to like dinner and things like that. And then I just, you know, there was like so much tension that I didn't want to deal with it. So then like we split up dinners and then we like met on the street, like on some real love and hip hop type shit. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we're just like, so what's the deal? <laughs> How do you feel? Because I feel like, yeah. and then you feel like, and yeah. I was just trying to, and it was a good conversation. Um, I feel like, I think 
I think it's important for those moments. Yeah. To be honest, because in all actuality, if we didn't mean anything to each other, mm-hmm. one, the conversation would have probably never happened. Right. Or if the conversation did happen, we could have went throughout the weekend of the rest of Atlanta and like never talked again. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like because I've had situations like that where I'm just cool with somebody and we have some a situation like that and i'm like well you know what i don't even want her in my life at all or Mm. i don't even want him in my life at all right so i think it was a good pivotal moment for us in a way of like okay this really is my friend yeah and we really can talk about the downfalls that we have and try to work through them yeah well, I had an attitude for the rest of the night, though. Yeah, because what did did we did we not go to the strip club that night? No, we went out. So okay. after we had our conversation, right? We Archie was like, "Well, uh, such and such said that we could still come out with them. So you're okay. gonna come?" And I was like, "Fine, whatever." I'll oh come. yeah, because that was the night with like Miss Nikki and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I was like, "Fine, whatever. I'll come." So I went up to my room. I changed clothes. Whatever. We met back up. Mm-hmm. We got to where we were going. And like me, I'm the type of person where if I'm mad, it, whether I'm wrong, right, whatever, if something has happened, it takes me like you, I need to either take a nap on it sleep. or something mm-hmm. before I'm better. So trying to just like jump right back into being cool. Like I was just not here yeah. for it. Oh, that's me. The same. Like energy yeah. just be like, oh. okay, like we had the conversation, but like I still need the moment. Yeah. So yeah. we literally were in the club. And I just kind of sat there, to mm-hmm. be honest, y'all. I was so boo. And to be 100% honest, I hate that it was. Because it was a fun night. It was a and fun it, night. It would have been fun. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was so boo to the point, y'all, that Archie literally whispered in my ear, your Uber is outside. And I said, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I got in my Uber and I went back to the hotel. Yeah. How do you end friendships? Sometimes I converse. Yeah. Sometimes I will take the time to speak about why I feel this way or why I feel like we no longer fit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have a bad habit. Sometimes I just ghost you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I will just stop talking to you. Yeah, there's different levels depending on the relationship too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's very uh, key. Shout out to uh, Dom who's in the building as well. Oh, crap. Uh, but when you get with your friends, do you, <laughs> because I, you know, I, I plan out the show and I was asking one of my other friends, like, you know, what are some things that are, like come up when you're talking to your friends? And then he said the misfortune of others. <laughs> so, so, oh, she's shaking her head over there. But so do, do you gossip? Let's just call it that. How, how important is that in a, in a friendship? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like, you know, it's just something that happens. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if it's somebody like, mutual or something like yeah. sometimes you know i get on the phone with dom and she's like oh my god have you seen such and such she's so big now it's ridiculous and i'm like oh my god let me go look at her instagram right now and it's like but i don't know like it just happens yeah. like i think it just comes up like i don't know yeah yeah i am so hot in here yeah I, i'm looking at him can somebody turn on the air menopausal and i'm just sitting here like uh, no <laughs> So as as we uh, come to a close, I just want to take advantage of this time and say, what do you love about me? <laughs> oh, this is great, you guys. Ah! You guys. What, what, what? No, seriously. What, what? This is like in all seriousness. I'm about to cry. When we met <laughs> in 2013, mm-hmm. sophomore year of college, I had literally the summer prior to after freshman year prayed for a friend. 
Like, I did not have, like, mm. a friend that was here. Like, I, my, all my close friends mm-hmm. were in California. Yeah. And I told you that, like, my high school friends were literally just that. Yeah. So I had literally, like, prayed for a friend. Yeah. And then we, like, kind of kicked it off. And it's just been love ever since. And I just appreciate your selflessness. <laughs> Like, no, y'all, I be getting emotional. Like, I cried <laughs> on my birthday. Need I was on a little Which bit birthday? of vodka sprites. This last one that I got way too drunk and passed out and oh, missed it. Oh, yeah. Y'all, that's another story. I got a video of your nipple. <laughs> but listen, y'all, I literally cried on my birthday telling him, like, I just appreciate having him. Yeah, yeah you were drunk. As a friend. I was, but I meant it. <laughs> it. As a friend in my life because Archie is so selfless. Archie is so, like... I want to make sure that like she's good. Mm. I support her in like whatever she wants to do. I'm going to tell her the real like always catches the ball when somebody else drops it like I feel like I could say the exact same though about you. You know what I'm good. saying? Just like extending uh even like your house and your family. Yeah. How, how like we've lived together. We've we've actually we've lived, lived together. together. Like yeah. and he's lived in my parents' house with me mm. like where this is like my best friend, you guys. Like this is like a legit relationship that I thank God for because you don't get friends like this yeah. often. You know where it really is genuine and it really is love. And, and you know, you know, you're just like, yeah. oh yeah, we're gonna be forty seven. Yeah, you know, like it's fine, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like you know, so I just appreciate that aspect of what we have. Yeah, it's just like being so thoughtful of being. So when I got promoted, he brought me roses, you guys, to like the front door when I divorced. Yeah, you did. You probably don't even remember. Like when I got the promotions coordinator position, you came down from Bloomington and you had like roses and you like kicked it the whole weekend. Yeah. See, he does so much that he don't even be remembering what he be doing. Like sent me an edible arrangement for when I was doing a party. Like the stuff that like people just don't think to do. Yeah. You know, it's just appreciated. It does not go unnoticed. And I am not a easy person to deal with. <laughs> My moods be off the wall sometimes and he is so consistent and just there. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I know I love you seriously. But you know it's also so weird that I don't feel like a lot of people know. Like our, our moms have the same name. Yes. <laughs> our moms have the same name, LaDonna, which is not common. It's no. not like their both names Karen or something. <laughs> right. Both our moms' names are LaDonna and then our birthdays are four days apart. Yeah. April 1st yeah. and April 5th. Yeah. Like, we were probably in the hospital at the same time. That's wild. Yeah. Which means our parents were fucking at, at the, the same, same time. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> yeah. Friendship is dope. Like, if you're really fortunate is. enough to have one good friend, let alone two or three, mm-hmm. um, God has sent you something. Yeah. How many yeah. friends would you say you have? Um... I would say off dome, maybe five that are like close where I know like I can call Mm -hmm. at 2 a.m. or at 2 p.m. And if they can talk, they're going to talk or they're going to call back Mm -hmm. or, you know, I can reach out if I needed something. I would say probably about five. And then obviously no shade, no tea. Like y'all are still my friends. But as far as like those core friends. Yeah, I mean, everybody has that. Yeah, I would say probably about five. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Oh, I don't know. Probably. I don't know. Like when I, when I literally sit down and think about friends, uh, you know, it's, it literally, 
it's like you, my sister. I don't mm-hmm. think about anything else. I mean, and you know, I have like, yeah, like Kaylin, but then, and then I, I have to factor in, you know, for the longest amount of time, my, my relationship was like one of my, my best, best friends, friends as well. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like, we'll talk like once a month. So mm-hmm. I don't really shit one. <laughs> shit. One me. Period. No, but yeah, so. That's that. But I had the best time. Thank you. You know. Thank you for coming on. You remember when we did um in the bed with Archie J and we had alcohol and yeah, we it was uh, get in the bed. What was it called? Us? It was called In the Bed with Archie J and Raven or something, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, y'all. We like used to let strangers come hop in the bed and we would drink liquor with them. It was my talk. bed too. Yeah, it was Archie's. I would change bed. the sheets afterwards. Yeah. We had strippers we had in the some bed. Liquor in we had here. strippers in the bed, porn stars, rappers. Yeah. Oh. Ghetto. The ghetto. <laughs> Ooh, college. We used to do some wild shit. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, thank y'all for tuning in to the RTG experience. Um, Raven, any last final words? What's going on with you? What's coming your way? You know, just working on. I'm about to drop a blog. Okay. Like an album. Okay. About to drop a blog. Come on, um, Lil Wayne. Working on my brand, the Millennial Businesswoman. I am a manager for a corporate company, ah. so I like to give tea and give tips for what it's like to Can have you to give be me a job. You know what? <laughs> it doesn't pay what you want. I can tell you that right now. Okay. But you know, if you want some tips on how to be a millennial businesswoman, how to dress cute for work, how to balance out being that ratchet millennial, but also being that corporate businesswoman that mm-hmm. people respect, I got you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. Uh, as as <laughs> always, you already know what it is. I didn't forget how to close my own damn show. I don't. I know. love you for listening. Oh, until that's we it. speak that's again. It. That's it. That's I am a best friend, boy. I know exactly what the closing statement oh, is. Oh shit, that's funny. You you do the opening. Oh yeah, I do. That is my voice. Yeah, if you guys haven't recognized it, that is my voice on the opening. <laughs> that is your voice. All right. Well, and till we uh, no, that is not even the end. Damn it! Listen, <laughs> we six weeks in, and I don't even know how I made it this far. <laughs> So thank y'all for, two, well, six episodes, but the first was a three. It, bye. Uh, tune, tune in with me. I hope you'll tune in with me right here next week on the Archie J Experience Millennial Conversations. What's your experience? I love you for listening. Until we speak again, follow me at Archie J Speaks. Uh, 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 uh.